Hi, I'm Kim Myers, founder of Northwest Wine Shuttle and believer in making wine country accessible. From wine country tours, custom experiences, and wine club memberships, I know what people want. If you've ever heard the phrase, fill your cup, that's my ultimate goal. I'm excited to share what I've learned and give you the knowledge to make the most out of your wine experiences. So cheers to you and enjoy two minute tasting tips. Hi there. Today we're going to talk about two clues that make wine tasting itineraries less stressful. A question I am frequently asked by customers and when I am interviewed is how do you come up with wine tasting itineraries? So today I'd like to give some inside perspective on how to create itineraries. When you think about it, it doesn't sound that complicated and it really shouldn't be. There was a time when we didn't even need to create an itinerary because wine country was predominantly walk-in and you would just go in and wine taste at the bar. No reservations required. But now we live in a reservations required or highly recommended world, which means it's in your best interest to have an itinerary. So let me take some stress out of it and offer some logic that can be used every time you want to visit a wine country. In my world, I'm mostly planning for a guest of the wine shuttle, but I face the same challenges as an individual, especially when I visit a wine country that I have never been to before. These are the most important clues, no matter what scenario you are in. One important clue that helps us plan a successful itinerary is the pickup location or the location you are originating from. If you are staying in a Willamette Valley wine town, for example, your location gives a clue for what tasting region or AVA, American Viticulture area, is closest to you. This is important because you don't wanna be driving all day. Your time should be spent in the tasting room. And since tastings last about an hour and 15 minutes to an hour and a half, at least four hours of your day is committed to being in a tasting room. You don't wanna tack on that much more time driving or it makes for a long day. If you are staying in a wine town like Carleton, Oregon or Dundee, Oregon, then I may suggest an itinerary centered around the Yamhill Carleton ABA or the Dundee Hills ABA. This is when the next piece of information is helpful. Many times people have done some research or talked with friends and typically have a winery or two in mind. Great. If it's in an ABA close to your origination, jackpot. If not, no worries. If this is a winery that excites you, then plan an itinerary around the area of which the winery is located. For example, if you are in Carleton and you would like to visit a winery in Amity, then plan an itinerary centered around the Eola Amity Hills AVA. That way you get a feel for the wines produced in a single region. This means you'll do a little bit more driving to the first winery and after the last, but you'll be very efficient with your transportation in general. I'll summarize. The first step in planning an efficient itinerary is to choose a single area to focus your itinerary. Once you have the region or ABA you'd like to focus on, it's time to choose wineries. Since it's essential to eat during your day of wine tasting, especially if you plan to go to two to three wineries, food is your next clue that will help you choose the first winery. The way I see it, you have three options for food. One, bring your own. Two, purchase food at a winery or three, stop and have lunch along the way. Depending on which one you choose can greatly alter your itinerary. So let's break this down. If you choose option one, the only thing you must pay attention to is what wineries allow outside food. And let me tell you, there aren't very many. 
A good option would be to leverage a winery search with some good filters. The Willamette Valley Wineries Association has a good one, but please remember, it's not inclusive of all wineries in a particular region. Another way I search for wineries is going to Google Maps and entering in the search bar, wineries near, and then include the name of the region you'd like to focus on. Google will populate a list and a map that makes it easy to click on different wineries and view pictures and reviews to get a feel for what's nearby. If one sparks your interest, then you're gonna to need to visit the website and check out the food policies. I'm not gonna lie, because this can take some time. And sometimes wineries don't include their food policies up front. This is where pictures can save you some time because we all know people like to take pictures of pretty food items. Option two is to purchase food at the winery. This is perhaps the easiest way to ensure sustenance during your day of wine tasting. Many wineries now offer charcuterie boards for purchase. If you design an itinerary of three wineries, chances are one or two of them will have food, such as charcuterie, but not much more. That's not exactly true. There are a few wineries, like Furioso, that have the wooden heart food truck serving pizza seven days a week. This option is my preference for convenience and also to get to try various local provisions. With this option, I don't stress too much. I usually choose wineries based on the wines and ambiance they offer, and then determine which ones have food and put them in the first or second stop of the itinerary. If you are a foodie, you may want to consider doing a wine and food pairing. Just make sure to plan for some extra time at that stop. Going out to eat is option three. This option is rare if you are wanting to taste at multiple wineries. It takes up too much time. If you just wanna taste at one winery and have lunch, then this is a wonderful option to get to know an area and try new local cuisine. Otherwise, I'd stick with option one or two. Okay, enough food talk, but it's an important part of your itinerary, so it was worth talking it through. Let's say you've received zero recommendations for wineries from family and friends, and you are visiting from a location such as a metropolitan area, so you don't have a preference on a region. Then you have two recommended options to discover wineries. Get on good old Google and do some of your own research. Like I said, you really just need one winery that excites you, and then you can focus on that area. The other option, which is why I am in business, is to have someone curate the itinerary for you. Spare yourself the time. They can take the same variables, the same two clues, and use their extensive knowledge of the area to pull together a delightful itinerary. So in summary, determining a single region to wine taste and knowing your food options are the two best clues for designing an enjoyable wine tasting itinerary. I just wanted to say thank you for listening and allowing us to inspire your next wine country visit. My mission has always been to make wine country accessible and to fill your cup. And I hope that by giving you these clues, you can have the best experience possible. If you have any questions about your next visit to wine country, email concierge at nwwineshuttle.com. So there you have it. Another longer than two minute tasting tip. But let's be real. There are some key takeaways and we just couldn't cut it short. If you like what you've learned and you want to know more, subscribe or visit our blog at nwwineshuttle.com.